Welcome to Moves That Matter. I am your host, Dr. Clyde Posley Jr. And once again, I am delighted to be back with you all. Uh, it's a blessing for, uh, for us to have this relationship uh, over the airways, and we have done so for quite some time. So thank you so very much for your viewership. Let me also take this opportunity to thank uh, Minister Anthony Hunter, who, who did a tremendous job the last two weeks. I, uh, I've had a couple of uh, um, uh, oral surgery procedures uh, that became necessary, and the Lord brought me through like a champ. He, my friend and brother stepped up and did a tremendous job. I, he did exactly what I asked him to do, and beyond that, he did what the Lord asked him to do. He's that kind of person, and so we thank him uh, for that. Listen, glad to be back. I want to tell you, want to remind you about my book, which is becoming more and more relevant in this season, more than icons and images, uncovering the hidden protest narrative of the black American athlete, black male American athlete in the 21st century. This book is right in line with what is going on relative to the, the platforms being used by professional athletes to speak up on behalf of racial oppression, racial injustice, and for social justice. I heard a, I heard someone talking the other day, this person uh, uh, fancied themselves an intellectual. He said that social justice is not even a biblical thing. It's the, that's, that's a ridiculous statement. We can see oppression throughout uh, every, every industry in America, uh, the housing industry, the sports arena, there's racial oppression in the church. There are people who, who call themselves Christians who celebrate, uh, uh, Latino, uh, and, 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 uh, brown people of, uh, brown people right now who are in cages across the country, uh, hunted down by ice and, and women being forced into hysterectomies and the removal of their uterus, uh, which, which, which is, which is bringing back the old thought of, of, uh, eugenics, uh, um, uh, where people were destroyed years ago, uh, trying to stop the growth of a race. So race and the need for social justice are, are part of everything that we do. This book, More Than Icons and Images, uncovering the hidden protest narrative of the black American uh, male athlete in the 21st century, addresses these issues. And I want everyone to know, we are in a situation where we need every piece of literature to help us be truly informed because we have a president who is an outright liar. He's an outright liar. He just says things that are blatantly just untrue. And so we need truth. There's truth in that book. There's truth, of course, in the word of God, but we got to get our hands on things that are telling us the truth. Listen, I'm going to come back in just a moment with a message from the Lord, a lesson designed to teach us about how to get and stay motivated in this voting season and but but also to wake up the sleeping giant that is the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God's people. Uh, I'm not calling us Christians. I'm calling us kingdom of God people because there's no force, no entity, no creation more powerful than the church that Jesus built when it's unified. You do not want to miss this. I will be right back. Hi, I'm back. 
Welcome to Moves That Matters today. I need you to hit share. I'm going to say it three times. I need you to hit share because when you when you hit share, you help me preach. You help me teach. You help me get truths out to people. I'm not going to bring anything to you that I know is uh, untrue. It's going to be based on scripture. I need you to hit share and I need you to talk back with me while I'm while while, while I'm on the screen today. So today I want to talk to you about the unifying power of faith, the unifying power of faith in the in the historic tug of war in the human experience between good and evil. There is something that has normally tipped the scale or caused the rope of uh, uh, to be pulled one way or another. And that has been which side, which team doing the pulling is the most unified. I need you to know today that the secret weapon, maybe not so secret for some of you, but the most viable weapon in efforts of, of the people of God to ever do the will of God has to do with which side is more unified. That principle is so true that I want to tell you today that even evil people, people who are not trying to do the will of God, people who are not trying to create a moral uh, platform for the world to see, people who are not, even people who are racist, people who, who don't have good intentions for people around them. People who are not even people who are not necessarily trying to do what God wants done. If they unify, I'm going to show you where God tells some people who are not even doing his will that he is the only one that can stop them. Glory to God. I just Holy Spirit just spoke to me and told me to tell somebody they don't worry about what Trump is doing. What you do is you come together about what you know to be right. Watch this. God, I'm going to show you a passage of scripture and then I'm going to get into this unifying power of faith where I'm going to show you a passage where God tells speaks about some people who are not doing his will. They are doing that which he does not want done. He says, but because those people are unified and they are saying the same thing, nothing that they set their hands to do can be stopped. If I, God doesn't stop them. This is good stuff right here. I want to call your attention, and this is just the base, because anytime you hear me teaching from the Old Testament, I'm teaching from the old because I'm trying to Bring home a point from the new. Um, In the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible written by the hand of Moses, uh, the Bible says here in Genesis chapter number 11, this is just my foundational scripture. I'm going to go to several scriptures today as I talk about the unifying power of faith. I want to talk about unity first. In Genesis chapter 11, verse one, it says, now the whole earth was one language. At that time, the whole world, the whole earth, there was one language, watch this now, and one speech. And it came to pass, verse 2, that as they journeyed from the east, they found the plain in the land of Shinar and dwelt there. And when they had uh, said one to another, come, let us make us bricks and bake them thoroughly. They knew how to make bricks <laughs> and, and, and had bricks for stone. And they had uh, asphalt for mortar or slime. That's that's oil. That's tar for slime. So they had tar 
to, 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 to use as mortar for the bricks they had were, were, were break for make were baking to, to make. Watch this. And these people said, as they built what we come to know as the Tower of Babel, they said, uh, come, let us build us ourselves a city. The goal was to build a city and a tower which uh, whose top will reach the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves. Now, God didn't have a problem with them making a city because uh, 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 the, the first thing God did before he made man was give them a place to dwell. He gave them a city, a place called Eden, which means God's presence. God had no problem with them making them places to dwell, but he had a problem with these people who, who were sinners like all of us making their city, trying to connect their city filled with sinners to a place like heaven filled with holiness. Man was not in a position and did not, did not know the whereabouts because he was a sinner, did not know how to make that which is sinful have a right relationship with that which is perfect. So God would, didn't have a problem with them making a city called Babel. He had a problem with them making a tower because their tower would be made from with sin by sinful man and it would pollute heaven if it got to heaven. So God did not want that. God had a way that he was going to bring his power to the earth. God brings his power to the earth. The earth can't bring its sinful power to heaven. God has to bring his perfect power to the earth. So that's why God, one of the reasons God stopped this, the building of this tower of Babel. But look at what he says in verse number four. He said, let us build us a, a city which, which uh, for, uh, to make a name for ourselves. The second reason God had a problem with them making this city, making using this was because if they can do evil and reach heaven, if you can do evil and reach heaven, then you become known as the people who do evil and reach heaven. We don't do evil to reach heaven. And God stopped this effort because he doesn't want there to be a precedent set which should, which should suggest that you can do evil, which you can have evil motives and make right happen. I want to stop right there and, and tell somebody something. You don't ever do evil to make right happen. God is never telling you to do wrong, so right will be the result. God's never telling you to lie, cheat, steal, to maim, to mistreat, to create confusion so that righteousness comes to pass. And any time you think, you see somebody telling you, let me do this wrong because I want right to happen. God ain't in that. Donald Trump. Now, um, look what the Lord's response was to them saying, Let's make a name for ourselves or else we're going to be scattered all over the face of the earth. The Lord said in verse five, but the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the sons of men, watch this, had built. And the Lord said in verse six, indeed, these people are one. There's the unity. And they have one language. There's another component. And this is this what they begin to do, semicolon. Nothing that they propose or to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us. That's the same use of the word us that you find in Genesis chapter one and verse 26, where God says, let us make man. He's talking to the presence of the unified Trinity. He's talking to himself. He's talking to himself, 
in the expression of Jesus, and he's talking to his spirit, in the, which, which expresses his movement and power in the earth. He is the authority. He, his authority is in his word, and his authority is, is in how he moves. So he said, when he says in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, let us make man, this is the same Hebrew usage here when he says, let, uh, he says, uh, let us go down. And there confused their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So God, so the Lord scattered verse eight, scattered them abroad from there over the face of the earth and there ceased, they ceased building that city, that city. Why did I have you go to that? Because I want to talk to you about how powerful coming together is. It is, it is important that we understand that when we come together uh, uh, in groups with a common godly goal, God will bless it. But I also want you to know that if a group comes together with an ungodly common goal, but they work together to get it done, only God can stop it. I want you to tell you something. I want to remind us today. We're in a voting season. We, uh, this, the, 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 this show, when, when, as you watch me tonight, I need you to understand we are one week away from early voting, which is October the 6th. The last day to register to vote is October the 5th. And the, the first day you can vote early is October the 6th. I need to tell you today that the, the only way to overthrow that which is unrighteous is when people come together. African-American people, let me speak to you today. It is a, it is not good how divided we can be. It is amazing how we have the same, all the common same problems. We all suffer from the effects of racism and classism and the effects of economic oppression and, and, and destruction and, 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 and what white privilege has done to hurt so many people. And yet we all speak as though we have many often, we, we speak as though we don't have very much in common with other people. There are many of us in the African American community who represent, who, who live out the type of division that those who hope to see racism and the, and the, and the progress of oppression stay. We live out that when we, we talk about unity, when we run down Kamala Harris, when we, when we run down, uh, when we make comments publicly, uh, to people like, well, I, I really wasn't for Biden. Listen, if you, but, but I'm going to vote Democrat. If you're voting Democrat, why do you need to tell people that you weren't for Biden or that you weren't for Kamala Harris in public? Why do you need to do that? What that does is sow discord and stop us from being able to unify. Listen, there are times in life that the common goal, that the absolute things that you want in life when it comes to politics and when it comes to voting, you can't get them in those elections in that particular election, but you can get something that is just as valuable. And that is unrighteousness out of the seat of authority. You, there, there can be no widespread relief for the poor people of color. Police brutality cannot stop. If the person in the white house is pro police brutality, the, the, uh, uh, there can be no change in the, in the economic status and the, and the resurgence of the black owned businesses that were developed, which were lost through the pandemic. If we keep a person in the white house who doesn't care about that condition, 
There, uh, uh, Breonna Taylor, uh, uh, the brother was the brother that was shot at, at Jacob Blake in Kenosha, uh, George Floyd, uh, Kamir Rice. You have not heard Donald Trump give one offer of condolence to any one of those families. You have not heard Donald Trump speak against the assault of rogue officers destroying and killing black males. You have not heard him address that one time. Donald Trump's normal moniker when he says, when when he addresses these, these issues at all, he said, let me see the rest of the tape. Let me see the rest of the tape. Donald Trump is on record saying that roughing up people who are arrested is okay with him. Just because someone is arrested does not mean they have committed a crime. Hello? Just officers don't determine whether or not someone has committed a crime. The only way you can be arrested is on the suspicion of something. Officers are not prosecutors. Officers, police officers are not lawyers. Police officers are not judges. They can't tell you whether or not you've committed a crime. They can only arrest you on the suspicion of a crime. And yet, while we're being arrested or someone is being arrested on a suspicion of a traffic violation or the suspicion of a crime or the suspicion of a given situation uh, where the police are involved, Donald Trump advocates for those people to be roughed up. Why would Donald Trump not be, if he's passed, if he's the leader of the whole country, be advocating for that, trying to bring unity to America? Because Donald Trump is not interested in unifying the whole country. He's interested in unifying that which can get him what he wants. And that's power. There are people, it seems that every person that leaves office with Donald, leaves having worked with Donald Trump has the same testimony. He is all about himself. In order to overthrow that kind of mindset, we need some unity among groups that have vested interest in seeing a change happen. And a change can happen in the world, except a change happen in, 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 in leadership. You cannot deny the most progress, whether it be the Affordable Health Care Act or, or Civil Liberties Rights or, or, or um, a wage increase or the drop in crime happened when we had a president uh, most recently in uh, uh, Barack Obama that, um, that believed in these things. Donald Trump does not believe in unifying the country. Donald Trump's uh, campaign slogan is to make America great again, as though America was at some point great. Since racism and injustice and oppression of black and brown people has always been a a part of American history, at what point was America ever great? And do you believe America was ever great when if 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 uh, if hangings are the order of the day? Is America great? When people in lunch counters are being beaten, trying to fight for the right to eat anywhere they want in public. Is America great when when before the Civil Rights uh, Act and the right to vote act in 64 and 65? Was America great when everybody couldn't vote? When was America great? Was what, 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 was America great when Charles Manson was on the loose? When, when was America great? What, 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 was America, what, what, when was America great? Was America great when, when, when Nixon was, was, was caught trying to cheat to save an election like Donald Trump? 
What when was America great? And so America can never consider herself great unless all boats are riding together. We have a strong country, we have a rich country, but greatness can only happen when everyone has an opportunity to to that which is accessible to everyone else. In order to make these changes, we need to unify and bring ourselves together and we need to have faith in a common focus to do that. Jesus in the book of uh, uh, John chapter 17 prayed in the last extended prayer he made while on earth. It's called the high priestly prayer and it's in John chapter 17. And let me, let me read to you something that uh, Jesus, Jesus prayed as he prayed, as he talked to God on behalf of the disciples that he had at that time and the disciples who would come after him. Look at what Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed in verse 20 of John chapter 17. I do not pray for those alone, uh, um, for these alone, but also for those who will believe on me, on, on them through their word. That, that's Jesus praying for those disciples and us today, those who have come to believe after his other disciples from what the disciples, have, the apostles have taught. He says in verse 21, that they all may be one. That's what he says. How? As you, Father, are in me and I am you, that they also may be one in us. Why does Jesus want his disciples that he's praying for to be one? He explains it in verse number uh, 22. He says, um, verse number 21, he says, I want them to be one that the world may believe that you sent me. When the church when people of faith do not unify, people who do not have faith have the right to assume that we don't know Jesus. Why? Because we, we, we don't display the power of Jesus until we unify. We need to come together by faith on, on religious principles, on godly principles. As Martin Luther King led the people on a godly principle. What is the godly principle that, that Martin Luther King used? Uh, to guide people, that nonviolence, that evil does not destroy evil, that love is the greatest way to approach bringing people together. And I t whether you want to accept this or not, a, a, a world where any culture is supreme is a wrong world. God, so, God didn't so love black people or God didn't so love white people. God didn't so love Asian people only God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God wants a world. I don't have a problem with, 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 with various cultures supporting and developing their cultures. Asians support their cultures. I don't have a problem with white supporting their cultures, but don't have a problem with blacks supporting their culture. Don't support your culture on the back of my culture. I, God, we can have loyalty to our own culture and social loyalty at the same time. I don't have to hate whites to be pro-black and whites don't have to hate blacks to be pro-white. You just don't go run around and talk about that you're better because you're white or you're better because you're Latino or I'm better than you because I'm black because we all come from the same God. I don't have to take a second seat to you for you to do well. But I ought not have to die for you to do better. 
And we live in a culture that has an American history that has built its legacy on destroying and, uh, and, and degradating black and brown people so that there's a celebration exclusively of white people. And I need you to understand something today. It's amazing. It's amazing how uh, there are many within the white culture who will quickly call black people lazy. It's amazing how that, that laziness didn't come until we decided to stop picking cotton for free. It's amazing how that legacy, that laziness, we, all of a sudden, because we don't want you to beat our backs and destroy our families and rape our mothers and rape our daughters and kill our young black men in buck fights, all of a sudden we stop working the way you want us to work. We want to work and make our own money and have our own wealth. We're now lazy. I need you to understand something. We need to come together as Jesus prayed of all the things that Jesus could pray in the 17th chapter of the book of Matthew. Jesus prayed as Jesus asked God to bless the people who would come after he goes to the cross and is resurrected and then goes to heaven. Jesus prayed, asked God to make those people who will believe in me one. I need you to know today when we are one, we don't have the civil, we don't have the right to vote. Uh, uh, the, the, the voters rights act passed if we don't because if we don't come together, we don't have the March on Washington. If we don't come together, we don't have it's We, 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 we don't, we don't know people like uh, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Marcus Garvey, Except we all decide to come one. There will be would never have been a Harlem Renaissance. There would never have been a, a, a Tulsa, Oklahoma for them to ever burn. Except we decided to come together and be one. There was no uh, Montgomery uh, Improvement Agency that led to the Civil Rights Act, the Civil Rights uh, uh, era starting in 1955. Except the people decided to come together. And I need you to know today. The evil that is in the White House is not going to be moved unless people who know it ought to be, there ought to be a change, decide to stop looking for reason to divide and come together. Stop, don't, 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 don't let this kind of, this, this division sown among us, uh, like uh, the efforts to get Kanye West on the ballot in certain states. You know he's not going to be president. So why would the president and the Republican Party be trying to get him on the ballot to try to divide the African-American vote? Don't stop that fool. There's all Donald Trump just just a couple days ago. Uh, uh, the head of the FBI announced and made it public. That Russia is trying to sow discord among various uh, um, social media platforms to try to divide the vote against Donald Trump, uh, to, to divide the vote that's for board, uh, uh, Biden and Kamala Harris. Why would, why would Russia be doing that? And then Donald Trump, after, after the head of the FBI announced that Russia was doing this again, Donald Trump blasts his own FBI head for telling the truth. Now, why would a president not want you to know that Russia is trying to get him elected? Because he's corrupt and wretched and wicked, and he's okay with that. We have got to stop putting our heads in the sand 
and we've got to come together. Listen, I'm going to be telling you next week. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you part two of this next week. I'm going to talk about how we can unify. But right now, I want to give you a number. I want you to write it down. It's 317-821-7539. 317-821-7539. And that is a number where I have me and some other city leaders and other pastors working together to create transportation uh, beginning October the 6th and every weekend for early voting to be picked up to, so that I can bring some unity in our efforts to early vote. I need you to know that's 317-821-7539. I want you to know that we need to stop telling people November 3rd is the day to vote. We've got to stop it. That's not the day to vote. The day to vote is October the 6th at, at the five early voting locations. And I'm going to put these up on the screen. These early voting locations. If you call, if you call that number and get set, set up, we're going to have four places where you can be picked up. And those places are going to pick people up every weekend and drive them to an early voting site so we can bring unity to this effort to make souls to the polls. I also want you to know there's going to be a march uh, from the state house to the uh, city county building on October the 11th, Sunday at 12 o'clock. October the 11th, and, and we're going to be marching to, to commemorate our march, the importance of getting in good trouble. We're going to march from the State House October the 11th at 12 o'clock down to this, uh, uh, the city county building, and we're going to meet people that were, are being dropped off from the buses that we, that we have, they were using to pick people up, and we're going to commence the early voting process. So I want you to know there's a lot more. You need to be tuned next week. Today's lesson was about the power, the unifying power of faith. When people come together, what can happen? But 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 what we don't want to happen will come together if we let somebody else come together on one accord. I believe when the people of God come together on one accord and do that, which is the will of God, we we procure the presence of God. God is on the side of right. And don't you let anybody tell you that cheating is ever the right way to win anything. God bless you. You know, I say the same thing every week. I want to tell you again in this life. You are constantly making moves since we're always making moves. Why don't you make your moves moves that matter? I'm your boat. I'm your host. Dr. Clyde Posey Jr. It's been my pleasure to be with you. Hit share. Help me get this information out. Thank you for your viewership. I will see you next week to get back into this message and give you more information about how we're going to get souls to the polls to get out to vote. God bless you, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.